You're listening to the Moody Mommies Podcast. Audio warning. You may or may not hear kids screaming and yelling in the background. Or us screaming or yelling at them to keep it together. Moody Mommy's podcast, and I'm Jessica. And I'm Vanessa. And today we have another guest for you guys. I always get really confused in how to detail relation. Do I just say it's my cousin, or do I say it's my husband's cousin's wife? Like, it just gets really confusing (laughs) and all over the place. But we have Gabby here with us today. Welcome her. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> Gabby, I'm so excited to talk to you today because it's been forever. I haven't yes. caught up with you in the longest time, and I know you just had another baby, so I just yes. want to hear all about the baby bliss that you're in right now. Yes, it is pretty amazing. A little stressful, but he keeps us going, his little smile. Every day he's learning something new, so it really just gets us going every day <laughs> how many That's weeks awesome. is he now he just turned two months today oh, little baby yeah oh, God. <laughs> dude it's flying by it doesn't I stop know, make crazy. it stop you guys our kids are gonna be so big so fast it's crazy i know when you sad. when you look at him do you think that he looks exactly like ethan did at that age or do you not really see it I see glimpses of it, but, like, it's crazy. I tell Jesse, I see you, like, I see Jesse, and then he does one thing, and then I see Ethan, but I don't see me. So, I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I get I'm it. like, I don't know who you look like. You're just cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really, I saw it a little bit at first, but now I feel like he looks just like Ethan did when he was that age. Really? Uh-huh. I am starting to hear that a lot more, like, oh, he's looking more like his brother now. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I heard that with Justine. Oh, my God, Elise looks just like Justine. And I thought I could see it a little bit. But then now looking back at it, I'm like, okay. I try to compare their pictures from around the same age. They do look pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, I do. I catch myself doing that a lot. Like, all right, around the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so we chose a topic today. And this is something that you've experienced, that Vanessa has experienced, and something that I had never heard about until Vanessa went through it. And I'm sure there's a lot of moms that have never heard of it either. And that is yeah. tongue ties. Yes. whoop de doo Dude, it's like a bad word if you're a mom with a baby that has one, you know? You're like, oh, Seriously. my God. It is so, so stressful. <laughs> So tell us about your adventures with tongue ties. Did both of your babies have them or what? what's your story? Yeah, so both of my boys had it. My first uh, son is four years old. So, you know, I started this journey then. I really wanted to breastfeed and I was determined to make it happen. So I started, he not only was born premature, so that made it a little bit harder too. I started going to lactation consultants, I would say when he was like three, three days old. And they put me through everything. They're like, okay, well, you know, let's try this. At first they told me, let's try a nipple shield because he's not latching. 
let's try the SNS, which is the supplemental nutritional system. Okay. Basically, that is like a bottle. And what they do, it's like a little, I guess, like tube that you would put near your nipple and you try to latch the baby on to try to get him used to that. So, you know, the nipple field and working for it um, as opposed to the bottle where they, you know, it just kind of gets dunked in their mouth. And then they told me I had thrush. I basically went through every single thing that you can think of with my first. I went through, I would say, um, maybe three or four different lactation consultants just trying to figure out what was going on here. Um, I would say by the six-week mark, I found a lactation consultant and she looked at my son. And at that point, that lactation consultant um, looked at my baby and was like, your baby has a tongue tie. And I'm like, what is that? Because, of course, I had no idea. And that's when um, she told me what's going on is there's a frenulum below the tongue. So what happens is it's too far out. It connects the tongue to the bottom of the mouth. And it doesn't allow for the baby to properly move his tongue to express the milk from the nipple. So the baby needs to be able to stick his tongue out far enough to essentially cup the nipple and be able to properly move the tongue back and forth to express the milk. My baby's tongue was tied that every time we would try to latch him on, he was essentially chewing on it because he wasn't able to stick out his tongue. Oh my God. So, yeah. So I can't I believe <laughs> that you held on all the way until six weeks of that. Like, I, yeah. What I a trooper. Yeah, I was determined. And literally from there, she sent me to a specialist. And that's exactly what the specialist said. It, I'm surprised that you're still trying at six weeks. Because right. a lot of mothers would have given up at this point. And for me, it was just something that I really wanted to do. So I kept going, you know? Right. Well, so, Vanessa, Vanessa, with you, how how long before you fi- found out about Zoe? I think it was... Okay, so she got seen in the hospital. I took her in. I don't think it was until her one-week follow-up where I was like, okay, I'm trying to nurse her. She's not latched. No, it wasn't a week. It was probably, I want to say, three days into it. I was like, she's not eating enough. I just know it. I feel it in my heart. I just, I don't know what's going on. If she's getting anything, of course, we can't see a bottle emptying out when we're breastfeeding. So Of course. I just felt like I had a cutoff. I was like, if she doesn't eat or stop crying by this time, I'm just going to have to supplement her and call the doctor and figure out what to do from this point. So I took her yeah. in. and But the thing is, is that Zoe was born on December 20th. So all of the doctors were closed for the holidays. So... My pediatric at the, at the time told me about the tongue tie, referred me to a specialist to go get her her tongue cut if she needed it. Well, by the time I had the appointment, it was not until January 7th. That was my mm-hmm. appointment date. So yeah. I was trying my hardest to just supplement her pump, supplement her pump because she just was killing me. Like I feel like I made a lot of mistakes with Zoe. I wish I would have had a better support system and educated myself a lot better on what to do. I mean, I feel like if I would have researched it a lot better, I would have known what a tongue tie was 
And when they told me she had it, I would have been like, oh, I know exactly what that is, you know? Yeah. But all I knew was I'm pregnant, I'm going to have a baby, and I want to breastfeed. And when that baby comes out, I'm just going to put it on my nipple, and it's just going to be like, I was was born for this, you know? And it was not like that at all. And I... She was my first baby. I felt super defeated. And my family is not a, they're a formula family. So they're kind of okay. just like, they weren't very supportive of like, oh, well, don't give up. It was kind of just like, well, throw in the towel, give her the bottle, you know, like, yeah, it's, it, she just has to eat. So by the time I got her to the specialist, I had already lost my milk. And the doctor tells me, well, you already lost your milk. It's just not for everybody. I mean, if she was my daughter, I would just continue to formula feed her. And she definitely doesn't need to get it t- get her tongue cut. Like, she's fine. She's not going to. Ha- I said, are you sure? She's not going to have any speech problems or anything like that. She said, no. I think at this point, if you were to decide to do the procedure, it would just be torturing her at this point because it's just not necessary. You're not doing it to breastfeed anymore. So what's the point of it? So, yes, all of this is from a doctor just completely being unsupportive of the fact that this is what I wanted to do as a mom. I wanted to breastfeed her. So when I went back to my pediatric and I told her, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't do it after all, because, you know, she said it wasn't necessary. She was very upset. She was like, I can't believe that she told you that she's like, which doctor was did you go see? And I told her the name she goes, Yep, that's exactly why I took her off of my list of referral, because she has told so many of my patients that their baby did not need the procedure. And she was so wrong. It was completely necessary. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So with my second baby, I didn't, I was right away when she came out, I was like, does she have a tongue tie? Please check, 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 you know, because I was just like, nope, I'm not failing this time. Like I'm going to breastfeed this baby no matter what I'm getting this milk in this baby. So, you know, yeah, I did it. I did it for 20 months and I was really proud of myself because, I mean, just like you, there was so many nights that I was sitting there crying my eyes out, yeah, wanting to give up, wanting to give her formula because, you know, we only had two more days until the procedure, but, you know, I still am trying to breastfeed her until the procedure is done. So, yeah, it was just so much of us just learning and that's how to the work hard part, too. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I was gonna say because once they, even once they get it clipped, um, it's still a matter of them learning to suckle, do the suckling exactly. motion all over again because they yep. learned, they learned it with the tongue that they had in utero. So now you have to train them again from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, their bodies and that's what like, makes it stressing. It's so foreign to them. They're just like, what is this new tongue in my mouth? You know, so exactly. It's, it's kind of like you're right with a brand new baby all over again. And, and it's just, it was a lot. And I'm, I'm proud of both of us. Cause we, we, yes. we hung in there and we did it, you know, we did yes, it we for did. our babies. So, so with Ethan, you said you waited the six weeks. They, you went to yeah, the specialist. So I went, I went in. Yeah. They went into the specialist. 
um, she went ahead and checked and she told me he had a posterior tongue tie. So I didn't know there was two kinds. There is anterior and posterior. So the anterior tongue tie is basically um, the tie is towards the front of the tongue. And you can more so see it because you can see it connected easier as opposed to a posterior tongue tie, which, of course, is just more towards the back. And I feel like the posterior tongue tie is harder to detect because when you look inside, it just looks like a normal tongue. Right. So um, what they had to do is initially she told me, oh, yeah, your son has a, you know, anterior tongue tie. What they do is they get a metal piece that has just like a little slit in the middle to basically put under the baby's tongue and they lift the baby's tongue up and just go in with scissors yep. and just cut it. Oy. So there's two ways of getting your tongue tie released, which is just the normal scissors or there's the laser way. So with Ethan, it was done with scissors. They didn't put any anesthetic or anything. They told me it wouldn't hurt him because he was still little. What? Yeah. Literally, they just went in and went, clip, there's your baby. Oh, and my was, gosh. Yeah. And mama had to hold him because daddy couldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> so I'm the one, like, gosh. you know, holding him, watching him get clipped. And it killed me. But at the same time, he didn't really cry. It was amazing. So they went in. They're like, he doesn't really have nerves. It's not going to hurt him. Um, they clipped it. He bled for like a couple of seconds and literally they latched him on and he fed a hundred percent normal. Did you cry? He was content wow. and he slept. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been crying like, too. Finally. Uh -huh. Yeah. I cried yeah. the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like this whole time I went through this whole stress for six weeks just for it to be a tongue tie. Like had we known this from the beginning, it would have, you know, just saved me so much of my sanity yeah dude and those first six weeks even when they are latching on it's tough those first weeks yeah are you're so still tough. learning whether they have a tongue tie or not so the first six yeah. weeks are rough with or without that tongue tie but totally oh my just gosh. in general their sleeping habits and your sleeping the way your body's trying yep. to readjust you're just a mess and to mm -hmm. to, yes. to be able to pump as much as you did and you know keep your milk going is amazing there's i mean i wouldn't have been able to do it for sure yeah no it's definitely stressful it's just mm -hmm. like an added on thing on there yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very traumatizing experience i i got luna's tongue she actually got her tongue cut on her dad's birthday so she was only six days old Oh and goodness. she actually had a tongue tie and an upper lip tie. So you can really? have both or one yeah. or the other. Um, so she had both. And she oh, had to get baby. them cut, of course. And luckily, my pediatric has now been certified to do the procedure in her office. She's like, uh-uh. Oh, She's like, I don't want these ladies or these doctors telling my moms this one thing. I'm just going to yeah. do it myself. I know. I love her for that because I'm just like, heck yeah. Like, you know, it's really hard to trust people with your babies, of course. And I love this lady. She's been my doctor since I had Zoe. I found her by luck. And I just felt so much better knowing that she was going to be in her hands. But I didn't get to hold her, actually. They, they put her on the table and the nurse helped hold the baby down while the doctor did the procedure. And oh. she was screaming bloody murder. Oh. Bloody murder. Like, I was having the hardest time. I was sitting there just crying. Like, 
like itching for them to just hand me my baby back, you know? Right. And it felt like me forget about it. Yes. (laughs) It felt like the longest minutes of my life. And it was like the most horrifying, like baby cry to me, because I guess I knew exactly what they were doing to her. So I just felt like, Oh my gosh, like they're torturing her, you know? Did they um, just clip her? Yeah, they clipped her. They clipped the tongue. They clipped her upper lip. And, you know, uh, it was a little bit of blood. And immediately after that, she just latched right on. They helped, you know, put her on there. And she calmed herself down. And we were on the way to recovery from there. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the recovery part. Because that was no fun for me at all. I made Joey do all of the exercises. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I couldn't do it. With Ethan, they didn't give me any sort of exercises. They just told me, all right, you're good. Bye. No. Uh I had no idea you had to do exercises. I had no idea you had to do stretches. They just told me, just feed him. He's fine. And luckily, And did it reattach? No, it didn't. As far as I'm concerned, it didn't because we breastfed for just about four years. So he was fine, you know. But with my second son, I knew immediately, like, hey, check for the tongue tie <laughs> because at this point I had dug deep into research and I already knew what to look out for and what to do. Um, they told me he didn't have a tongue tie, that he was latching on properly and that he was eating well. But did you feel like I that was the them. case? You did feel like that was the case? Yeah. Initially, yes. When I was in the hospital, yes. I was like, okay, cool. I did my part. I knew what to look out for. You know, I asked my questions. They told me he's good. They told me he's eating well. So they released me. I get home and um, same thing. I'm trying, I'm trying. And he's literally constantly latching on. And I remember I reached out to you, Jessica, because I was like, does he eat this much? Like, I get newborns eat a lot, but this is just crazy. Like, he just doesn't seem satisfied. Yeah. So I did reach out to Jessica just to kind of see, because, of course, with Ethan, I didn't breastfeed initially from the start. I was, like, supplementing both and doing the bottle. So she told me, yeah, it's normal. They do eat a lot. And then one night I told Jesse, okay, here, like, take him. I need a break. I need to use the restroom. I'll come back and I'll put him on again. Well, Jesse stuck his finger into Jaden's mouth and noticed that his mouth was completely dry. So Jesse's telling me, like, his mouth's dry. He's not eating. And I'm like, well, he's latching on all the time. What do you mean he's not eating? Like, he is eating. So we made the decision to go get some formula just to kind of, you know, fill his tummy for now. And my poor baby chugged that thing down so fast and slept for three hours. (sighs) So I was like, okay, well, my baby was obviously hungry and I felt completely horrible. Like I cried thinking I was starving my baby. Oh, so, so then I, um, you know, I go to the doctor, his pediatrician. I told her, I think, I think he does have a tongue tie. And she's all like, you think so? And I was like, yeah, cause I think it's just posterior, which is why you can't see it. So then she goes in and she checks and she's like, you know what? I think he does. Um, let me send you a referral for a specialist. So I go ahead and make the call. She made it urgent for me, which I really appreciated it. I go into the um, the specialist, the ENTs, and the doctor told me he has a posterior tongue tie. Same thing. They go in, you know, they clip him. And I made sure I, I spoke to the specialist prior and I confirmed with her it's posterior. This is what you're going to do. Do I need to do any exercises, any stretches? You know, just asking my questions as a mom. And she just told me, nope, just clip it and you're good to go. Once again, same thing as Ethan. So she told me, 
after I clip it, I'm going to let you feed him for like 10 minutes. Then I'll come in to confirm and double check that everything was done properly. And I told her, okay, great. She left. I tried latching Jaden on. He wasn't taking it. So I just gave him the bottle. And um, same thing. She came in. She checked. She's like, yeah, everything's perfect. You're good to go. No follow-up, no stretches or anything. So I went ahead and took her word for it because I figured Ethan turned out fine. You know, Jaden should be fine. Um, so we came home and I would say second or third day in, I kept looking at Jaden. I was like, no, I think he still has a tongue tie. It wasn't done properly. Um, so Jesse and I decided to get a second opinion and we went to now a pediatric dentist. And um, we had heard such great reviews about her. So we drove to Redondo Beach. Um, and when the pediatric dentist checks him, she tells me, you know, they did clip his tongue tie, but they only clipped it 60%. Gosh. So now, yeah, I'm frustrated. because I was like, I thought we had already taken care of this. And now you're telling me they didn't do a proper job. So now your baby to has to go through it twice. The baby has exactly. all that pain. Oh my exactly. Gosh. And what she told me is because it was already initially done. Now that when she goes in, she has to make an even deeper, wider cut to go around the scar tissue that was already building from the first one. Oh my gosh. So that was stressful in itself. I felt horrible because once again, yeah, my baby has to go through it again as if it's not hard enough the first time. Right. And I kind of just felt defeated to an extent because I felt like I I had done my part as a mom. I've, I'm a big researcher, so I had, you know, dug deep into research. I felt like I had all my questions and I just did what I had to do. And I still failed to properly get him 100%, you know. So she told me in this office, they do the laser. So she told me, if you want to do it, we can do it. Um, I'm just going to have to make a deep, a bigger cut. She asked me if they had told me anything about stretches. I told her no. Everything that she was asking for, I just told her they literally just sent me out the door and said good luck. So she wasn't very happy with that. <laughs> she was like, I don't feel like ENT should be doing it because that's kind of their mentality. You know, you really need to stretch out the tongue. You really need to exercise it to make sure it doesn't reattach. So when they went ahead and did Jaden's second phrenotomy, um, she went ahead and told me the proper stretches. And, of course, I'm the one that had to do all that because Jesse did not go into his mouth once. <laughs> can, can, you, can you tell us what the stretches are that you have to do? Yeah. So what you do is you get just like your two fingers or I'm sorry, one finger. And what you do is you kind of rub the gums on either side. So just around five times, one, two, three, four, five. You go to the other gums at the bottom of the, you know, the lower jaw. And then you do one, two, three, four, five on that side. What you do at that point is you go into the tongue. And you're going to stretch it up. So basically, you're going into the wound and just stretching it up to the upper part of the mouth. Mm -hmm. um, you have to do it in the middle and along the sides just to make sure it doesn't, you know, reattach. And then after that, you go towards the bottom of the tongue where, um, of course, the bottom jaw. And you kind of just dig deep into the bottom of the tongue. I don't know if that makes sense. But you kind of go in, in and you just make circles, like five circles on either side of the frenulum. Um, and yeah, it's that simple. Just bottom jaw, stretch the tongue up, and then the bottom of the tongue, you stretch it down. And I had to do that, no, five to six times a day. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of breastfeeding. 
It was but horrible. I was like, I am not pushing on the baby's wound where they just got freaking cut. I'm not doing it. I gave birth to her. You have to do it. Like, you are in charge of that. I had to watch Seriously, her though. get the procedure done and be... Because Joey was in the waiting room with Zoe to make sure. Like, I was like, I don't want Zoe in there when she's getting her tongue cut. Because I don't want to... What if she makes a noise and makes the doctor nervous or something? Oh. Like, you guys... <laughs> You guys wait over there. I'll be in there with her. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I should have traded him places. But I had to latch her on after they did the procedure. So I was like, it has to be me. So I was like, no, (laughs) I'm the one that did the procedure and the birth. So I think it's only fair that you do the exercises. (laughs) Yeah, Jesse just has such a weak stomach. I'm like, seriously? Even when the doctor was telling us, like, okay, I'm going to show you the stretches and I'm going to have you record it on your phone so you have something to look back on and make sure you're doing it properly. She's all like, which one am I going to do it on? Jesse just looked at me. I'm like, I guess it's me. Oh. So- <laughs> hey, that's a really good idea for her to tell you guys to do that, to record it on your phone, to watch it back yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty smart because then I got home like, all right, what you tell me again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're and like, even- oh, my God, what did she say? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm like, I just know my baby's tongue just got cut. That's all yeah, I'm thinking about. Exactly. Exactly. And even when she was telling me, I was like, so you're telling me I have to stretch directly into the wound. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Really? <laughs> That's what I, I'm like. So you're telling me it's not over? Like, I have yeah. to go, like, press on this wound that my baby just got for, like, the next however many weeks until you say to stop? Ugh, exactly. Torture. And then you can see it healing, too. She's like, then you're going to see the little white diamond. And that's how you know it's healing. Make sure you press on that diamond. I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then Jaden started to know now, which was the even, like, more sad part, is he started to know the exercises. Because the moment I start doing the the gums, he just starts to cry already and start closing his mouth. Yeah, I already know what to expect. Oh, here she goes again with her torture. And how, <laughs> exactly. I'm poor like, I'm baby. Sorry. And how long do you have to do these exercises for? Sorry, I don't know if you said that already. For how? Um, about four weeks. So okay. the first two weeks, they want you to really go like you know five to six times a day. Okay. Um, and then after the two week mark, if, if the baby's healing properly, that's when they you know bring it down. So I believe at that point I was doing just once in the morning, once at night. Okay. Um, and then after the two weeks, they told me, all right, he's good. Yeah. And so and this whole time. So how many weeks was this all together of you going to the doctors and getting checked and rechecked? Um, so I believe he got the second phrenotomy done around three weeks. Okay. Um, and this doctor was doing follow up. So I would see her the first time he got it done on a Monday. We saw her on Friday. Then we saw her like two times the following week. So I would say two times a week we were seeing her for the first two weeks. And then after that, it was once a week for the last two weeks. And then um, she kind of just called us once it reached the one month mark and just told us, all right, you guys can stop doing the exercises. Jaden's good. And in this time, how much milk do you think you had to pump? A lot. A lot? (laughs) I know so much. Um, So I kind of already knew, you know, the direction this was going because of Ethan. So what I started doing is once I noticed he had a tongue tie and he was just stressing too much at the breast, I just started pumping and giving him in a bottle. Um, and, you know, just trying to put him at the breast at every feeding just to make sure he still tries to learn the feel of it. Um, but with all my pumping, 
I did well, I would say over 400, 500 ounces. That's crazy. That's so yeah. crazy. <laughs> Since I had Elise, the I I mean, I think my pump was kind of old. That's what one of um well, Vanessa, not you, Vanessa, the other Vanessa told me was that they, you know, they kind of have an expiration date, so you have to get a new one. And uh -huh. I was just like, forget it. I'm not working anyways. I'm not even going to bother trying to pump. But this whole time, yeah. I probably have only pumped, like, not even 20 ounces. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, so, yeah, I hate pumping. <laughs> yeah. I did it because I had to, but I'm like, once, once they learn how to breastfeed, I'm like, get that pump out of here. I am done with it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's too many parts to have to wash and do you, oh, disinfect and. Do you guys yeah. know why it is? It just because a bottle is easier to get milk out of. Like why they can take from a nipple bottle, but they can't latch with the nipple shield. Yeah. So I mean, I've done like I said lots of research yeah. myself. So it's just easier with the bottle because the bottle just dunks in their mouth, so they essentially don't have to work for it. Okay. All they have to do is just the slight, you know like Jaden was gnawing on it and it was bringing milk out. So it's just easier for them that way. Okay. As opposed to the nipple, they actually have to reach out and work to even stimulate the milk to get going. Mm -hmm. oh, that makes so, sense. Yeah. So do you think because you breastfed Ethan and when Jaden was born and all this tongue tie stuff, do you think it was still challenging for you to be able to breastfeed even with all of that experience under your belt? Yes, definitely. I thought I was going into this, you know, as a pro. I knew everything. I've been through everything. I'm going to get it down from the very beginning. And I did my fair share of crying with Jaden as well. I just kept telling Ethan, it's not, I'm sorry, my husband, I kept telling him it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like, I'm trying everything and he's still not getting it. Because even after the procedure, Jaden wasn't getting it down. So I was like, it's too late. He's used to the bottle which he did get used to the bottle because the way I transitioned him back to the breast was putting the nipple shield on and then eventually taking away the nipple shield. Mm, so, um, yeah, so I did, I did think I w it was going to be a smoother ride this time around, but it was just as stressful, I feel like. Um, but at least I kind of had an idea of what to do. So I didn't have to go to lactation consultants as much. The moment I knew he was struggling, my husband went out and got the nipple shield and we were, you know, doing the nipple shield at least until we can, he can completely get it down. Um, we were doing the pace feeding, which is um, when you bottle feed them, you kind of put it at a 90 degree angle so that all the milk isn't essentially getting dunked into their mouth. And what happens is they essentially have to work for it at the bottle as well. And it teaches them kind of like, at the breast, it's not going to come as fast. This is kind of going to be the flow at the breast. So it kind of helps them get used to that as well. And yeah, I kind of just felt like I did what I already knew. And, and it was easier because it, Ethan, it took me six weeks. With Jaden, I would say it took me about three to four weeks for, for him to get it down. So it was faster, but it was still just as stressful. Mm -hmm. right. Every day, is, it doesn't, I mean, the amount of time doesn't matter. It's just the fact that it's happening. It's it's insane. Yes. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know what a nipple shield was before either. I think w another mom that I know, she, Justine had found it on the, uh, like around somewhere. And she's like, oh my gosh, she has my uh -huh. nipple shield. I'm like, what the hell is a nipple shield? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird little contraption there, but it works. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I didn't there. know about them either until my best friend bought me some because I was struggling so bad with Luna. She's like, maybe you need a nipple shield. I'm like, um, sure. What? Bring whatever, whatever you can find <laughs> that can possibly help. Exactly. And that also relieves your breath. So it's nice yeah. to just kind of have that break for a little bit. So people use nipple shields for like what? If you have flat nipples, if you have inverted nipples if yes they're just not taking it right or what other reasons mm-hmm. would somebody yeah. use one yeah it could be those reasons it could be you know how i used it to get the baby from the bottle back to breast mm-hmm. um it could be if you know it's hard in the beginning sometimes your nipples can become cracked or start bleeding so um you can place that on there and it kind of gives your nipples a break while baby still feeds and it can still stimulate your breast um, to keep producing milk. So those are the reasons that I know um, based on my research why why nipple shields are used. Um, and it's interesting because nipple shields actually started years ago and they were actually made out of like metal and copper. So I don't even get how that was comfortable. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's how they started way back when. That's crazy. <laughs> Googling it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even get how that works, but if it worked for them, it led to what we have now. <laughs> wow. I think it's super informative to know that your doctor did that procedure and just sent you out the door. And two different doctors, right? Or did you take uh, Jaden to a, a different place or was it the same place as Ethan? No, Jaden was a different place. Um, it was all completely new doctors from us, from what Ethan was. Um, and yeah, I had to take him two times. So it just sucks because I'm like, okay, well, I know exactly what to look out for. And I still yeah. went through the troubles, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I know exactly what to do. And that's when, that's when I told my pediatrician, like, no, his tongue's not going all the way up to the roof of his mouth. Like, he has a tongue tie. So I was actually the one that told them, he has a tongue tie, get me, get me a referral. Um, so at least I was able to put my foot down on that part. Yeah. Doesn't that- it feel awesome when you're like diagnosing your babies before they even walk in there? You're like, look, doctor, I know what it is. This is what's going just, on. Exactly. Just, just do what I'm telling you to do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but that makes that's me basically what it was. That makes me so worried for the moms that have never heard of a tongue tie like me. You know, like I would walk in there and if they weren't nursing, I'd just be like, I have no idea. I don't know what happened. Right. And right. Yeah. you guys had the experience beforehand to kind of know what to walk in with but there's so many people that are just like i don't know it just didn't work exactly you know what honestly it's one of those things that even doctors today don't know how to properly diagnose like you need to go to the right doctor Mm -hmm. doctors don't know to look out for the tongue tie doctors don't know that this can cause speech you know speech problems that it can cause problems with breastfeeding with even just eating with the bottle because even Jaden was struggling with the regular bottle so um having a tongue tie also causes reflux Having a tongue tie causes a lot of air in the tummy because they they end up causing a lot, drinking a lot of air because they can't properly move their tongue. So, um, unfortunately, it's just one of those things that doctors don't know how to properly diagnose because they're not aware of the problems that it can cause. Some doctors just kind of get used to doing their normal practice and they don't really, they kind of fall away from keeping themselves involved in what, like, the new medicine, the new studies, or, hey, this is what's changed. Come to this seminar. Keep yourself informed. So whenever I'm looking for a doctor for myself, or I didn't really have to find one for the girls, but especially for myself, I'm always like, 
how on top of things is this doctor? Like, are they keeping themselves afloat, reading reviews? You know, it's it's really important because one wrong thing and they can send us away thinking everything's okay when it wasn't. So, exactly. Medicine's always changing and they, they need to be able to keep up with that. Right. Exactly. I remember when I was pregnant and I was going to WIC, they were asking me if I was going to a baby-friendly hospital. So kind of, I don't know if all hospitals are like that now, but basically they're just, the hospital's really pro-breastfeeding and they're not going to offer you formula there. They want you to do skin-to-skin and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I knew my hospital was like that because that was their whole thing during their seminar is we're a baby-friendly thing and we're looking out for all the new thing so that's what I was glad they knew but I don't know it's just all crazy oh man motherhood is hard yeah it is <laughs> all right I think I think we, I think we got all things tongue ties and I hope that was informative for some people I know it has to be because I learned a lot right now but what Gabby <laughs> on another note since we are in Safe at home territory. What are you doing with Ethan and the baby right now to keep your guys' selves busy? So I feel like I'm failing because Ethan's just kind of been on TV and iPad. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that I would like not want him to do Allow. before Jaden. Exactly. But now it's like, <laughs> dude, if, if it's keeping us all sane, just do it. You Let know, because now half the time, yeah, half the time Jaden's nursing because he's still so little, so I'm stuck. So he literally switches off from the iPad. He knows the password of mine and Jesse's um, phone, so he logs into our phone. <laughs> he has his own folder <laughs> on our phones. He knows how to turn on the TV now. I'm just like, oh, goodness, like, I need to get you off of this because you can tell he's building a little bit like a bit of an addiction now. Now he's all like, well, can I take this with me? Can I do that? Can I? And I'm just like, Tiffin's gracious, I don't like this. <laughs> so It's um, okay. You to- have it. A- two-month-old baby so i know i'm trying not to like mom guilt myself but i feel it yeah (laughs) it's okay i'm starting to slowly try to transition him out though because i feel like i'm starting to get Jaden's schedule down a little bit better and you know he's starting to stay awake a little bit more now so now i'm like all right jade or ethan let's go do some crafts let's go play in the back let's go have your toys or whatever let's go for a walk something (laughs) just to get you out of that screen (laughs) Uh, (laughs) are there any uh, websites or that you've been utilizing for their activity sheets for Ethan? No, I know there is a lot and I have them all saved. Um, I'm going to try to really get into those because that's what I told Jesse. I want him to at least spend some time, if he's going to spend it on the screen, spend some time learning. Now, mind you, a lot of the games that I get for him are all just learning ones. I don't like him to just do the, you know, dumb little random games. Mm -hmm. I have um, like Hitopia on there. I have just a whole bunch of like learning apps that I can't even remember right now. Um, but I definitely want to get him a little bit more. I know ABC Mouse has a discount right now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get him more on a little curriculum. I, work I with actually him have a free code for ABC Mouse right now. I'll send it to you. A oh, free yes, code please, for like awesome. always free? For like the next couple of months. Oh, well, send it my way too, sister. Will do. Yeah, I have please. a few. Okay. Yeah, for me too, it's been a little... I'm not doing as many activities as I would like to, but we are playing the same game like all day where I get to the point where today, Justine, we are no longer playing Sonic and Tails. You cannot be those characters anymore. She's like, okay, now let's be these characters. I'm like, no, 
for one hour. We have to be ourselves. Like, I can't keep living like this. I can't, I can't keep calling you Sonic, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And then it'll turn into, like, well, we're playing Harry Potter. And the only way I can get her to do her schoolwork is that she's Ron. So on the top of all her papers, if you guys come over and there's some work on the wall that says Ronald, you know who it is. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> You gotta love their imaginations. Thank you. We gotta enjoy it while it lasts, guys. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just went to like random things too. One of my um, mom friends sent me that little Libros had some activity sheets. So I went on there and printed out some coloring sheets and little Spanish worksheets that they had. And what else did I go to? Um,. I went to ABC Miles, but then it started getting into the, you have one, there's a one month trial and put in your credit card information. And that kind of always gets me into like, eh, I'll do this later. I don't feel like pulling out my cards. <laughs> so I didn't do the, I the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't do that. But uh, I did go to a, a bunch of, a couple of random sites. And then Justine always has PBS Kids um, app on the her tablet too. So she'll just play some games. But that's it. We yeah. were we were working on a really tight schedule while she was in school, but since she's been out of school, I just I don't know what happened. I lost it. Has she asked you like why am I not going to school anymore? What's going on? Um, I said, Justine, because of the coronavirus, we're not gonna be going back to school for a couple weeks. Hooray! <laughs> oh my god. Oh, she hates her teacher. She cannot stand her teacher. <laughs> Really? Yeah. And she loved her teacher last year, so she's always just like, oh, I wish I saw her Miss Booneyway. My new teacher is so mean. Um, Well, I mean, I don't think she's going to see her anymore at this rate, right? Yeah, probably not. They haven't said yet, but that's the word on the street that's most likely going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it probably should to keep us all safe. Yeah. 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 The last I've heard was when they called. They haven't called again. So that Friday, that was the last day of school. They just said, um, "We're coming. Ba- we're supposed to come back March 31st." So we'll. They haven't said anything again. We'll see. Oh wow, March 31st. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, my kids are off till May 1st. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if they did an update or not. I'll check the CDC website and see what they say. But who knows? That was the last word I got. And Vanessa. I always look at your Instagram and you seem like you're pretty busy with your activities and stuff. What are you doing with the girls? We are, we pick an animal of the day, each one of us, each one of us. So we learn about an animal, maybe during like breakfast and lunch. And the rest of the day is history. I mean, luckily for me, I drove myself insane for a little while with back to back babies, but paying off right now guys it really is (laughs) (laughs) because they're learning at the same rate yeah and they have each other to like play with each other because i know like that's a huge thing when you have you know one kid one age they want to play and you're just like wait what the baby's sleeping and i want to do this this and this and that so it's really awesome because they're always like run off and play together after breakfast. They'll keep themselves busy for like almost a good two hours. They'll ask for a snack. I'll let them do like learning time on the tablet for a little while. We'll play just dance. It's just all day, constantly. Like they normally are really, really good at keeping themselves entertained and playing with each other. 
But every now and then they'll fight over something and then I'll just be like, okay, well, let's change what you guys are doing. So that's like my best way to avoid conflict in this house is just, all right, you guys aren't getting along at this very second. Let's do this instead. It's time to color. It's time to... So that's what I try to do. I just try to constantly keep them moving and changing what they're doing. Good. That's smart. I know I see your post and I'm like, goodness, that's what I want to be doing. <laughs> I want to keep them engaged. I want to keep them going, but it's just not happening right now. <laughs> yeah. A, a big part of my day the past couple weeks was having Justine play dress up with me in the mornings while the baby napped and, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden she just... Like, what's the theme today? And I'll tell her, she's like, I don't want to be that. And I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you can't be anybody else. We have to be from this movie. That's the theme. She's like, nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm going to be Tails. <laughs> I'm going to be Sonic. And I'm like, you cannot be Sonic. So she'll end up dressing like that anyways, right? Because who am I to deny a child their imagination? So I just don't, yeah. I just don't post her picture because she, <laughs> she is not on trend, guys. She does not get to make it to the gram, okay? <laughs> no, not if she's going to mess up my Disney bound. But she doesn't know. But it was fun before. I mean, I don't know why she got distracted or dis... I don't know, disinterested. Because at first, when she was dressing up afterwards, she'd want to keep looking at the pictures. And now she just doesn't care. She's like, forget it. <laughs> Only one more week. One more week of it, and then I'm done. And you guys don't have to see me dressed up like a Disney weirdo anymore. You have a lot of Let's patience. Your April we'll give you that. No, it actually does not take me long at all. You know... I really cut down my wardrobe, so I just have a few things that I go through and just throw it on really quick, take a couple shots, and then I'm like, all right, there has to be a good one in there. This will do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's it. That's what indoor life has been like for us. I'm ready for it to be done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's We're never all gonna, hanging in there. Yeah, it's never going to be the same, but maybe that's for the better. I know. Yeah. All right, Gabby. Thank you for coming on with us. It's been a while. Thank you for having me. I know. Yeah. Hopefully, we get together soon. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm sure there's. I one know. <laughs> one day. That'll make it happen. I know. One day. It'll be the end like, of the year, but it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll see each other for the holidays, maybe. All right, <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, when um their cousin Vanessa was saying that, oh, we should do everybody's birthday from Allegra to Elise and the ones we're able to be with each other again. I was like, that's jacked up. Ethan and um, Jaden are the only ones with birthdays outside of those months. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, my babies are left out. It's yeah. okay, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't do a birthday for every, we're going to sing to every single kid, but Ethan and Jay, that's so jacked up. We cannot do that. <laughs> Ethan will just come body slam everybody and be like, it's my birthday for cake. For real. <laughs> <laughs> for real my kid's rough <laughs> uh, that's what it's like when you're the only boy for a while <laughs> I know and that's what I tell yeah. see I get all the names confused now. that's what I tell Jesse now I was like it's because he's the only boy like they all want to play girl and he's like rough so he's just ready to take out that energy and mm. they're not ready for that <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's tough but <sighs> what are you going to do all right, so are there, well, I was going to say if there's any projects or anything you're working on, but I don't think you're doing any mom blogs or anything, are you? Me? Yeah. 
On Instagram as Moody Mommies Podcast, on Twitter as The Moody Mommies, and we have a Facebook page. Google us. Otherwise, Ness, you want to tell them what to do? Stay moody, guys. Say Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies Podcast.